Hey, hey, friends, and welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, and you are in the perfect place to learn how to grow, how to become an even more amazing version of you, and to connect into a community of like-minded people who are all walking this path and aren't afraid to share the highs and the lows of chasing your dreams. I'm so glad you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of World Domination. Monica Ferguson here. This week, bringing you a concept I had never even really thought about, which seems insane. But I was joined this week by Tessa Livingston, who is a voice pathologist based in Auckland. And really cool because we got to record it on International Women's Day and really considering voice. You know, we live in this age where we're all obsessed with our appearance and we all worry that we don't look good enough. But to actually think about our voice and how we use it and where our power to express it comes from and really going within and and recognizing that our worth and our value, like that it matters. We have a story to tell that what we say matters, what we feel matters and overcoming all these things in order to be able to speak up and be heard. Really powerful. And I know so many of you are these bomb entrepreneurs and leaders and doing beautiful things. So this will help so much. And we share a lot about our own our own journeys, which I think is so powerful. So enjoy, guys. Please let me know what resonates. I'd love to hear from you because this was, yeah, something like I talk all the time and never even thought about it really. So I'd love to hear from you guys, but I hope you enjoy. Tune in. All right, I'm going for it. Welcome, Tess. <laughs> Hello. I say I was going to try out my jokes, my one-liners. Mm. I was going to reference the fact that you're a podcast virgin. I think I said that to you before. Yeah. And now I know that you're awesome. I can say things like that to you and you won't be weird about it. Oh, um, I love it. I love it. Refer <laughs> to me however you want. I will take it all on board. I've got that recorded now. Excellent. Okay. Um, and also how cool is it that today ended up being the day of our podcast? I didn't even know it was International Women's Day. No, had no <laughs> idea. I only heard it on the radio when I was in the car and it was like it's international women's day and I was like what how would this not been how did how did I not know I know I kind of felt a bit bad as well I'm like seeing as I am someone who works with women I'm like I didn't know that though oh well oh well mm. it's just meant to be it all worked out in the end um good. yeah yeah and I think it's so cool so the like just speaking about what you do really if we had to sum it all up in a nutshell this whole conversation is going to be around finding your voice and learning how to use it right like yeah <laughs> boom drop the mic oh, I, I, I sort of love that like because that's and this is where I'm going to geek out where I'm going to reveal to you what I stalked you or what I sort of came across you know came upon while I was stalking you earlier stalking slash researching like a yeah. diligent podcaster yes yes um, I appreciate being stalked it doesn't happen often I like it. <laughs> I don't, we don't normally reveal ourselves that's the no. you know Anyway, but um, what I loved reading about your website and your like about you and, you know, because you do so many, so many things, which I'll get you to talk about in a sec. But I love it reminded me so much of myself in terms of how you speak about it's like voice for you as a tool. Mm. It's not 
it's so much more than that though it's a tool that you use to empower and it's something that I so related to because that's how I was with photography like I picked up a camera and you know everyone else was oh let's go out on photo shoots and I'm like why like why would I want to do that it was never about that it was never about like what kind of lenses do you have it was always about Mm. what I could do with it Mm. those moments of being with people shifting their perception empowering people and when I was reading your blue bag goosebumps because I was like this is exactly how I am and it's so cool that we all get to meet each other and we're all using these different kind of modalities to do the same thing Mm -hmm. yeah 100% yeah (laughs) yeah so okay talk to me I know you're just like there's so many things that you do but how, what do you think you do? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I am, um, you know, I I just adore anything voice. And, you know, I've had a really troublesome uh, journey with my own. Um, I Like, you know, I... I've never been I've never been able to use it freely apart from like in the last like honestly like three months and I don't know what that's about and how that's shifted and changed but it's just been such a crunchy awful uncomfortable experience trying to get my voice to do what I want it to do and it's um and that's what attracted me to it so much originally I wanted to just go straight and do performing arts I wanted to be an actor I wanted to be famous but you know, on reflection of that, you know, I wanted that fame for the platform to help. I don't, I didn't know what in, but that was always kind of the idea. And it, um, and it, you know, I'd went and did acting college for a little bit and it was really awesome. It was really good. But I, I, you know, even on my first day of the actors program here in Auckland, which is phenomenal, such a cool program, I met a vocal coach and I went, Oh, that person's amazing. (laughs) It wasn't, it had, it had nothing to do with, anything other than I just listened to them speak and I just went there's something there's something in that that I really get and I you know sometimes I don't know if it's the mechanics I don't know if it's uh the sounds but I know what it definitely is is that it's the heart and the soul that comes with it it's such a um it's such a personal practice using your voice and um people you know fingerprints you know your only unique thing your voice is exactly the same nobody else has the same fingerprint that your voice does um and I think there's such an interesting way that people surround themselves with that because it's such a people take on so many labels and they have so many things said about them with their voice that it just and they don't even know that they've taken it on because you know like with people saying things about your body you know we're much more inclined to understand that we have those patterns but there's something about the voice that we're just so unaware of it seems so abstract and so elusive and then you know you come across someone like me that (laughs) wants to talk about it all the time and uh, it's so it's so 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 fascinating I don't actually think I answered your question (laughs) you did a great job of you know skirting around though that was Right. But you know, you've come back to it and that's what counts. I've come back. And I think I think I think you know the answer to that is that I I do voice. It's it, but I don't know um specifically what that is yet. And I'm so excited for that journey to find out. But it's definitely got something to do with vocal production, healing the voice of the world or the voice of the universe, the voice of uh allowing people to actually just speak freely or feel comfortable with their voices or some kind of you know like spiritual connection to it because that's the thing that gets me going someone talks about the way that their voice sounded when they were having a spiritual moment or when they were having a deep dark moment it just oh the the sounds and the authenticity and the the grit that it can make 
and the freedom people can experience it that like from the second that someone goes you know someone's trying not to cry and you give them a hug and you go you can and this whoa the sound that comes out of them is amazing so it's i that's what i like yeah (laughs) it's so expansive and i guess Mm. i mean yeah how do you how do you kind of put a I don't know almost a lid on it and then it's like well why would we really want to I think it's so interesting because I'd never thought about which is crazy because I'm a singer I'm a podcast I literally talk Mm. all day Mm. and I'd never until I met you actually thought huh (laughs) but I use my voice how do I use it and it's so this work yeah and it's so interesting like you know people like Tony Robbins talk about Mm. they speak a lot about physiology and state and that kind of thing and it's about how we use our body to you know to lift ourselves and to be more powerful and all that kind of thing but when you think voice and it gets me thinking about like for example as a singer I always found this interesting discussing with like quote-unquote musicians you know people Mm. who play actual instruments um but that are external you know that are external (laughs) from them voice is my instrument of choice but um you know what I'm saying like something that's external from you based on you know instead of your own self and I always found that really interesting because people would be like oh but you can sing so just do it and it's like but do you understand that I feel naked like Mm. it's like I'm revealing myself and because there's a separation where if you're playing an instrument, well, if you suck at playing guitar, it doesn't matter. But if you suck at singing, it's like you suck. You know, there's all this inner stuff that goes on. And, and I mean, that whole thing of the number one fear in the world, public speaking, public freaking speaking over death. Like, (laughs) I think, I think it might like homelessness even like, what is that about it's it's oh no it's just insane but I get it I totally totally get it like there's this sense of like something I've been thinking about just recently you know if we if we think about the universe and um energy and how we all you know meld and move together everything is vibrational everything has a vibration your voice is the only thing or part of your body that creates vibration so of course it's going to be scary of course there's going to be this massive like hold back of how can I you know, I, I want to feel this thing and I can't, you know, I don't feel good enough within myself or my voice, like you said, Mm -hmm. you know, if I, if my voice isn't good, I'm not good. So why would you want to make that vibration to challenge the vibrations coming at you or to meld with it? Because it's too hard. It's so, it's too hard. And people shut that down, whether that's, you know, their own personal thing or whether it's something that's been put on them or whether it's an environment, a workspace, sexism, racism, you know, all of those things yeah it's your voice is the only thing that creates vibration within our body so it's got to be intense right that's crazy I never thought of it like that before because I have been on the other side where as a photographer it's very much about the visual so Mm. people get really hung up on you know how I look and I'm not skinny enough and I'm not pretty enough and I can't put myself out there because I'm too old and my teeth are crooked and I have wrinkles and it's like who gives a shit like honestly Mm. you you being you gives permission to everyone else and you'll never be freaking perfect anyway so just do it anyway but it's like yeah to actually think about like for example I remember back in the day like people would come to my photo shows and they'd get all amped up and they're like I actually look beautiful I'm like yeah cool so what are you gonna do with that they're like oh I've been meaning to make a video for my Facebook page you know for like three years and then they just don't um and I wonder if part of it's like the visual side is there but then it's that thing of being heard there's such a 
it's really interesting to reflect on like to be seen and to be heard is basically to be naked in front of people and Mm. so it makes sense like it makes sense in terms of our mind that our brain does not want us to do that because we're open to all sorts of criticism and failure and rejection so it wants us to stay small however as spiritual especially because people that listen to this are into personal development and spirituality we want to expand yeah yeah but it's like we're all (laughs) we're all wanting to expand right which means pushing out of our comfort zone but learning how to do that yeah um and I think like I love what you said before about yeah like why would you want to use your voice because you put it out there and it's like you don't know what's going to come back and that's the whole thing and I think that's where so many people get caught up is that it's uncomfortable so we don't do it but the comfort zone is where dreams die like (laughs) (laughs) that's where you feel medium forever yeah, 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 yeah. I totally agree. And like, I love something actually that you've said is brought uh, around to, you know, like female empowerment and all that sort of thing, particularly with voice. You know, we've got such a persona that beauty is our identifier and that's how we, you know, that's how we cope and manage. The fact that, you know, there's, it's, it's so hard to choose to do both because it's beauty is the only thing that we've got going for us. Like, you know, if that's, if that's how you put it in the real world, you know, that really is it. So it doesn't surprise me that physical voices are small because that's not the part that people want. That's not what people want from them. We want you to stand there. We want you to look good. We want you to be thin. Or if you're going to be curvy, have a big ass, have big tits, you know, whatever it is. In the right places. Don't don't have... much time holding in our stomach which stops us breathing which stops us voicing which stops us being loud and it's just such and uh, it's a it's a horrible horrible cycle and uh, you know like even in the acting industry like I remember doing a couple of classes at my at my course and um and just the men sounded great they always sounded great they were they had this beautiful chest resonance they had beautiful volume they had beautiful freedom and women were always were always told, you're too high, you're too high, you, you, you're too nasal, you're too this. And and it just, it forces you further into that space. Mm-hmm. And it's so horrible because you just can't, you can't free yourself of it because nobody wants to hear it because we just want you to look pretty. Yeah. yeah. So how would you ever make your voice bigger and stronger if what you're competing against the masculine voice and you know like I'm all for men men are great and it's yeah. wonderful but you're competing against a sound that we physically cannot make yeah it's not our tone it's not our pitch it's all you know we don't have what they have so at what point are we going to end up figuring out how to take that female voice and make it just as strong but in its own right and I don't have an answer to that question yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all waiting for that we were all um, waiting no I've got see, this is the thing and I love this angle because this came up in our messages when we were you know stalking mm, each other mm-hmm. and getting to know each other a little bit and it's like I think it's important to bring up because this thing of voice, like we can talk about more of the physical stuff which I think would be really useful um, but I also think it just addresses such a bigger issue which is and there was something that you said in the message that I was like whoa um this thing of you know be seen and not heard and that popped into my head before when you were speaking about 
yeah, our value comes from our looks, mm. you know, it does. And when you think, and I also have this flashback to um, one of my old trainers at the gym and he used to always tell me off for not standing up tall and like with my shoulders uh, back. Yeah. And he was saying that that was something that he was saying to all of his female clients that we're all, because we we're literally making ourselves smaller. Mm. We're, men are taught to stand back shoulders back big proud mm. um yeah and so interesting right like it's just part of our culture is that yeah. it's really interesting to observe and because we're in this time of female empowerment where we're rising up and we're coming into our strength and we're kind of navigating almost like the old ways with the new times you know yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. and we're kind of I don't think anyone really knows what's going on and I don't think I love that you said that you love men because I do too and I like never want this to be a male bashing thing. I think everyone's lost. And if we look at um, mental health in New Zealand, it's men that are suffering. They're not, they're not actually taught to use their voice in terms of emotion and connection, nope. are they? They're taught to be big and tough. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's horrible for the voice as well. Like just in the sense that women are told to be quiet, yeah. men aren't allowed to be soft. And that does lots to the voice. Like, you know, we um, just with working with um, transgender voice. So we know, you know, that men and women have different um, expression ranges. Women are allowed to express more tone, more color, and men's is reduced. I think women sit between 12 and uh, 14 notes in an octave, you know, um, octave range, that sort of thing. Uh, semitones, semitones, that's the word I'm after. I <laughs> wouldn't think of it. Um, women have, you know, 12 to 14, men have 10. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I don't think that that's, that's not a physical thing. There's no, you know, men's anatomy, yes, is bigger than females and that's fine. But why is the range restricted? And that to me comes down to not being allowed to express a range. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously those are um, statistics and norms and there are men who express more, there are men who express less and same for women. But I just think that because that is our statistical norm that you go, well, Why? because it's not a thing that needs to be because it's based off of a physical representation of voice. So why are men reduced and women are allowed to have more, but why is a man's voice so much stronger and a woman's voice so much weaker? What, Hmm. what's that about? (laughs) Yeah. Well, what is it about? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know. It's, I just think it's, it's so incredibly fascinating because yeah, women are allowed to have this, expressive range but it's not allowed to be seen and men don't get an expressive range but it is allowed to be seen so I feel like there might be a sense of um what's the word I'm after like I wanted to say neutering and I knew that that was wrong I totally get you yeah like taking away those that extra color of expression you know those top ranges of 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 extreme happiness or extreme sadness we're, t- we're taking that away from men and we're giving it to women but when but women aren't allowed to show it either because otherwise you're hysterical or you're crazy or you're whatever it is demanding demanding yeah, my god good, it? <laughs> yeah it's just interesting it's like everyone's been suppressed in one form or another yeah yeah and no wonder we've all got a fear of putting ourselves out there. <laughs> Why would you bother? I know. We're insane. Like, oh, we could be watching Netflix right now. <laughs> I should be watching Netflix right now. You know, I've got my program. I'm ready to go. No, instead, I chose to do this and talk about something 
that you know terrifies me as well it's it's um but you know you teach the things you need to learn and that's that's essentially why I think I'm here and what I'm up to but (laughs) it's utterly terrifying the idea that somebody else is going to sit and listen to this and form an opinion based on the you know the hour that I spend with you Mm -hmm. is horrifying it's so scary and you know it does it forces us to retreat within ourselves yeah. And then rather than dealing with our physical voice, we're dealing with our internal voice and whoa. And lucky for my listeners, there are many podcasts about that and self-worth and mindset. So, mm-hmm. cause that's, it all comes back to self-worth. Every topic you could yeah. throw at me comes back to self-worth, doesn't it? Yeah. Because our, our ability to uh, value our own voice, value our story, value the impact that we can create in order to even get off our couch and come on here and say something that again at the unconscious level leaves us open to criticism rejection failure people might hate it I might get angry letters you never know you take that risk when you put it out there I've never that's yeah. never happened touch wood. Never but, got an angry letter. Um, nah I think I scare people off with the name of the podcast and when I put spiritual in the description it's good it means like attracts uh, like you end up yeah. you know I kind of would prefer that um but it's like that's always the risk you take and I think it's so important to discuss these things that's also the whole point of this podcast was to have real conversations and so I love that you've shared that that it is scary to come on a freaking podcast and I like I've shared this story with these guys so many times you know when I started my podcast the very first one that I went to record and I sat here at this very chair and I was like and I was like tequila and I didn't even really drink tequila and I was like I want tequila shots I want like 18 of them and a paper bag and I didn't I didn't but you know like but it was like the that thing all of these things of oh my god I'm gonna be heard like Mm. because at that point I was used to writing carefully curated social media posts you know and you write it and then you go back and you edit it and this you're speaking off the cuff for an hour it's your real life your real feelings your thoughts your opinions like there's no censoring here which is what I loved but it's also that Mm. was the terrifying part you know (laughs) in the beginning yeah but then the power of it is that you build these muscles you're like like I'm starting YouTube well I've already started YouTube but I'm like right next you know, so then I've got, like, we were talking about social media before. I've got, mm-hmm. like, TikTok, and I've got all these different things going, and I love that because these are all different ways of connecting with people. But it is a yeah. real process of, like, whew, flex your muscles, and then you're like, oh, you're like, you've got to scare the absolute shit out of yourself over and over and over again. And it might look cool to have a podcast or a YouTube channel or a website or to start a business, but it's like, we've got to have these conversations because it's not cool behind the scenes. It's the opposite of cool. Like... <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah. has to be physicalized put out there like because like, you're talking about social media I avoid it like crazy like I I'm I, my my secret hope is that it's like oh people are just gonna talk about me somehow and and I'll do things <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I've just got this such a fear of um of retribution like just something just not going right or being like is that the right word to use is that the right phrasing to use is that to a bit of a conclusion in the last 10 seconds whilst speaking to you that actually writing it down isn't all that beneficial I know that my strength is in how I speak what I allow to come out if I'm just feeling like I can and just letting it go and actually that sort of stuff if I take it and just take a snippet out of what what I've said it works so much better than me just sitting and going I'm just gonna 
I'm just going to make this thing. I'm going to make it inspirational. I'm going to make it about this topic and it's going to sound great. Nah, I, if you just put a recorder in front of me, yeah, I'm off. And I think that's, I think that's something that's really come to light in the last little, little while. And I think a lot of people are starting to find their voice in a, in an interesting way like that. I don't think people were quite prepared for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think too, um, let's see how good my memory is. Do you remember the the stats on, in terms of communication? So I think 55% is physiology, 38% is like tone and 7% is words. Yeah, so it's, when we think, it's pretty close to that. Yeah. When we think like if we're actually going online with the intention of connecting people, empowering people, whatever, and we're relying on seven measly percent, like it kind of, it's kind of a kick in the pants, isn't it? Like 7%, I mean, let's be yeah. real. Yeah. Like, which is why the that thing of honestly going within, understanding our worth so that we can be seen and heard is so important because actually if we're on this path, we're not even doing it for us anyway, but they have to, like people can't find us mm. if we're sitting at home too afraid to record a story on Instagram, you know? <laughs> and that is me to a T, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, uh, just avoiding it. Cause I, you know, I'm not sure of my journey just yet. I'm still figuring it out. And if I start putting it out there, something's going to have to come back to me. And when it comes back to me, I don't know if I'm going to know how to deal with it. So I'm just ignoring it. Yeah. But I will. I will. I've got ideas and I need to post more. So that's what I'm going to do. There you go. Everyone can go and follow you and hold you to account after this. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> See, that's why I said it out loud. Because I was like, because I said it out loud. Now it has to happen. It's already <laughs> come back at you. Like... <laughs> oh, oh, the pain and the horror, but it'll be marvelous and it'll be great. I love talking to people. And like, that's, that's just my thing. If I could just talk to people all day about whatever's going on for them, awesome yeah. yeah so can you like teach us some things about like the mechanical side of voice because when you speak are you aware that your voice is so soothing to listen to like I was thinking before you could so record like bedtime stories like for adults and we could just like it's so soothing like and I'm like is that intentional or is that just your voice or you know <laughs> yeah no thank you thank you I um it, it is a bit natural I've I've always sounded a bit like this um and but it, it comes with its own cost, funnily enough. Like, you know, everybody, like I was talking about before, has labels about their voice. I, I've been told for the majority of mine that my voice is beautiful and that um, has its own setbacks because on any day where it wasn't, or like, because like, yeah, I, I sing as well, um, any day where it couldn't work or like I had tension or anything like that and it wouldn't work, I would be me up not the fact that my voice you know isn't trained isn't this isn't that when I was younger um so I would beat me up for thinking that my voice didn't work uh, and so that that whole tone has its own thing with it as well but yeah I um I do I think about it a lot and I, I think about it not necessarily from a sense of how to produce it but is what I'm saying real and I I have a lot of stuff to do with um sorry going on a tangent I will come back to vocal it's okay it's, it's okay <laughs> at some point at you some go point, go 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 on your tangent you yarn away I will I'm ready um <laughs> people are going to be listening to this eh? <laughs> yeah yep they love it don't worry it's all good <laughs> um, you know I I have had a lot of issues with my voice I uh I sang when I was in school 
and I um, was always competing against a couple of girls in my high school and never came out on top, you know? And so it always just felt like it was, you know, there was something wrong with my voice. There was something wrong with me. I was never able to be first. And, you know, not saying that being first is everything because obviously there's lessons to learn and coming second, but it would have been nice, <laughs> you know, once to feel like something that I thought was so special, like I said in my About Me um, page with my with my first singing experience it would be so nice to have that thing that was so precious to me validated and I don't it didn't feel like it ever was other than you know passerby oh you've got a beautiful voice oh you sing well and you know that sort of stuff's fine but sometimes winning feels quite good but um, <laughs> you know, I had a little phase probably about I've always had it. So muscle tension dysphonia. I don't know um, if you've heard of this before, but basically muscle tension, stress in the muscles, tension in the muscles and dysphonia. So uh, phonia, how we vibrate, phonate and dys being a difficult sense of it. So uh, muscle tension dysphonia basically means having so much stress and tension in all of the muscles in the neck and um, in the voice box or the larynx, all of those spaces, including like the tongue, the jaw, that causes the voice to not function properly because it's in a state of stress, essentially. Mm. And, um, and I have had that forever. Uh, you know, the second I get stressed or the second I go to use my voice, and it's a, it's a really, really physical thing. You can almost see it. You can see if you take your fingers and just place them, your four fingers like that and just place them on your throat, everybody at home, you can do the same. <laughs> <laughs> Mechanical, hey. Um, and then if you go to do a swallow, you should feel something move up and down, yeah? Mm -hmm. Cool. If you keep them there as well and you go to do a yawn, you feel everything get quite big and everything drops. Yeah. So um, that lowered position that we've got is really, really optimal for voice. Singers know all about it. You only ever raise your larynx uh, for high notes, specific high notes, and as long as it's wide, you know, you've got to get that space as well. But I, um, you know, every time I went to speak in front of people, even just like in classroom environments, and like, cool, we're going to read a section out now. And my, you can, I can feel it. It rises <laughs> the floor of my mouth. So like um, just on the underside of your tongue, like back underneath your chin would just grip in and it would pull and pull and pull. And it's been doing it forever. And I had a phase about eight months ago where I, because I'm a drama teacher as well for, for kids and I teach, you know, lots of bits and pieces where I was physically having to um, take my hands, you take the fleshy bit, between your thumb and your forefinger and I was having to put it on the underside of my chin it kind of looks like you're about to be strangled if that's you know just in case people at home who can't see this underneath my chin and I had to physically manually pull down my larynx to speak and mm. it was horrific because I was also doing voice clinics at this time as well I was helping people with their vocal problems and I would get to the end of the day and my voice was just gone it was you know, it, it wasn't full, it wasn't round, it was strained and it was tight. And I just couldn't figure out why I was doing all the exercises. I knew what to do, how to fix it. And it wasn't going away. And it was because I wasn't doing my internal work. It's because I was stressed. It was because I hadn't, you know, figured out what my journey was yet. And I, in the last, in the last maybe like three or four months, my voice has really come back. It feels like it's come into its own and it feels like one of those things where you go, you've got to fix your own stuff before you can start doing it for other people. Yeah. And it kind of feels like that's where this point is at. But I, I just could, I, I can't tell you how devastating it was to not know why my voice wasn't working. 
with it being my specialty you know my profession everything mm. that I claim to be yeah and I was having to hold my neck and pull down my voice yeah to actually get anything out and it was utterly insane it was horrible and I just felt like I had no person I wasn't you know oh well if I'm not the voice person who am I I feel like an absolute liar I feel like I'm telling other people how to fix themselves and I can't even fix me like what what is that about and I felt incredibly worthless and I come home and talk to my partner about it who has a beautiful voice as well um he just just like loud and booming but like in that kind of way that you just you just like (laughs) That yeah, could also yeah. be my bias because, you know, I like him. So it <laughs> could just be its own thing, you know, and I would talk to him about it and he's like, you sound fine to me. And I was like, I can, it's, I can feel it. There's something gripping in my neck and I can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was a bit horrific. And it's, and I, it really has been my experience of my own voice for the, how old am I? 27 for the last 26 years. Yeah, you know, apart from you know, like maybe small child, which I don't really remember so much <laughs> for good reason. Um, but you know, it just sort of feels like it's been this this journey of trying to figure out who I am, and in figuring out who I am, my voice has come right. And I'm sh- that can't I can't be the only person that experiences that. You know, it has to it, there has to be other people who have this, um, and there are there, there is. I would love to talk to them. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of my journey with that, which is why I ended up learning the mechanics. And if we are talking about mechanics very briefly, or not even briefly, if you I don't mind and do whatever, but um, let's let's hold one second. I just want to yes. like jump on a couple of things and then we'll go into the mechanical section of the podcast. Mechanical um, section of the podcast, yes. Just a couple of things that I thought was so cool that you just mentioned. So one I have this theory as well for those of us who are entrepreneurs who are in whatever form coaches healers Mm. whatever it may be I have a a theory that we're all drawn to things that we didn't have like we're all drawn to what we needed right so it's not an accident that I happen to be drawn to self-worth mental health empowerment because I was the most I felt like the most unworthy you know unlovable whatever disempowered person ever and I think that's really interesting and like listening to you speak about how your voice was your identity Mm. and and like this is you know what we're talking about I think before we even jumped on that thing of anytime we have something external from us that's our worth like we're we're in trouble right because it can't be sustained like it can't be that oh my god you've got a cold and your voice has gone out and I now have no worth like Mm. worth be gone you know it doesn't work like that like poof yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, and I think, and I just, I love what you said about just the inner work because that brings me to my next section. I even took notes at this bit because it's so good. yes. Um, (laughs) I love looking at this stuff from the perspective of the unconscious mind, you know, which is Mm. 95% of our mind, which has a job to keep us alive. And so when we think about, you know, what manifests in our life, what shows up in our life is, like our unconscious mind holds every experience we've ever had. So it's there to serve us, to protect us, but it means that we don't have control over it, really. Mm, you know, we so yeah. often talk about, oh yeah, we're, we create our reality. Yeah, we do, but a lot of it's at the unconscious level. And so we can take control by observing what's coming into our life. So when we're observing sabotage and not even deliberately, when we're observing yeah. that, oh my God, um, my voice is gone. It's like, okay, why do you think that is? And I love that you talked about 
you're stressed and all this sort of stuff because this is what happens right like if if there's something in us that feels unsafe to be seen or heard it's going to sabotage if we can't be stopped our body will stop us like if we choose to keep going and our brain thinks it's not safe for you to do that. Guess mm. what? Your voice is gone. Guess what? Um, your car breaks down, your leg breaks. Like literally this stuff happens yeah. all the yeah. time. And it's like, it's that cause and effect thing that we don't speak about, but we have to, yeah. um, because that's, that's where our power lies. Like, this is why, like, I'm almost finished studying um, NLP and hypnotherapy because the, the power that we have at the unconscious level, like, when we understand how to how to control that and how to shift it like nothing mm. can stop us but yeah. we're you know like we're saying the measly seven percent of you know of communication is words five percent of our mind is at the conscious level so let's look at those stats we got we're talking to people with seven percent of communication from five percent of our yeah. mind and it's like it just doesn't make sense, does it? But no. again, we're not taught this stuff and and that uh, we're not taught to, you know, speak about trauma and healing. And mm. we talk about mindset like it's some sort of, oh, I don't know, like... Feels fancy. a bit prescriptive, hey? Like, yeah. oh, just change your mindset. And you're like, the fuck, how do I do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, mean? Yeah. like new age philosophy and it's like yeah. mindset is in healing and trauma and all these things are the deepest darkest most complex things and it takes immense courage to sit in that and to work through it mm. and that's why people like me exist so people don't go through it by themselves and people like you to help people like find their voice and move through it because we weren't meant to do this stuff by ourselves. Mm -mm. you know we weren't meant to do it and now like now we've just gone off on such a tangent but I love this because it is love about it. finding your voice like it is it's yeah. a but it's, um, yeah, like we're not taught this in our culture. We're not taught to to heal and to take responsibility for ourselves and to, we're taught to like do the exact opposite, basically. Yep. Hey, you're a victim, blame everyone else. Yep. If something's wrong, like take a pill, have a beer, go on yep. Facebook, like anyway. Okay, so that's, those are my two cents. <laughs> let's go, let's go back into the... Um, the mechanical stuff. Yes, yes, the mechanical. The mechanical is so interesting because it, you know, I, I find with a lot of people, there's a, there's a few people who are super mechanically driven. You tell them how an exercise works and they go, yep, I've got this, I've nailed it. Um, <laughs> most people, and this is in, you know, in my limited experience, but, you know, hopefully it's on the right ballpark. Their, their ability to work with the mechanical comes from their emotional and it's um, singers are really like that as well. You know, they go into a session for a day and they go, I just can't get those notes today. I just can't get yeah. there. And there's, it's often, you know, attached to something, which is always so interesting. So my, my mechanical often does come back to the emotional or the spiritual, you know, whichever, however people want to look at it. But um, with the mechanical, mate, voice hundred percent functions on air. Hmm. And without it, it's just, it's absolutely pointless. So like something I really like to get people to do, and I do this with kids all the time as well, because they all think that they can do it and they just can't. But so basically you take in a set of air and then you breathe all of your air out on an S as much as you can, as much as you can, until you feel like you've got. And then I'll ask you to say your name and you physically cannot do it because there is nothing <laughs> inside your body to actually produce that sound. So voice starts with breath. 
Yeah. And that's why I always find it so fascinating because as um, women, again, men have their own tensions and, and, um, and social implications, but because I am a woman, I feel like I understand those ones a little bit better. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're told to tighten our stomach to look slimmer. We're told to, um, you know, round our shoulders so our breasts don't look as big. We're told all these kinds of things. And it completely shuts down our breathing system. And without breath, you do not have a voice. You might have a little one. And that's what's so confronting about people is that often um, we don't even start with, uh, with often I'll get people to do projection exercises because it helps them, you know, alleviate other stresses and tensions. But often we have to start with a breathing exercise and the amount of people, when I do a diaphragmatic breath with someone, they go, I don't think I've ever breathed like that. And you go, me neither until about three years ago. <laughs> you know? yeah. And it's horrible. And that's, that's, that's vocal fundamentals. Breath, breath is it. Um, and, you know, and without breath, obviously we're not alive, we're not functioning, but it's just, it's so, so, so important that people understand. Cause if you ask people, you know, where did your voice come from? They'll, you know, smarter ones will point at their neck, which I always find really fun. Cause that's technically where the voice comes from, but people <laughs> be like, Oh, you know, my mouth sort of region, but it's wrong. It comes from breath. And if we don't allow ourselves to breathe, that mechanical function is completely mitigated. Dep you know, it depends on what you do with your voice throughout your day. You know, we talk about this a lot in clinic of going, well, this person is a teacher. They need to learn projection exercises. They need to look after their voice. They need to do this, that, and the other thing. Or if you get someone um, who sits at their computer most of the day, they don't speak very much. They maybe live at home by themselves. Teaching them projection exercises, no point. You're not going to use them. But it is always so vital to teach breath because that it does so much for the body. It helps align everything. It helps, um, it helps clear your mind. It helps bring your stress levels down, everything that I always love telling people for the first time, no, your, your, your voice comes from your breath. That's that's where it starts. And even, um, and watching women let go of their stomachs for the first time is, uh, is pretty special actually. And, you know, I, I do it myself. I'll be showing someone a breathing exercise and I go, you've got to release this bit. And I feel so self-conscious every time I do it. I go, oh, okay. And often what I do is that I pull my shirt tight against my body to show them. And it's, you know, it's horrible for me too, but you just go, actually, this isn't about me in this moment. And I've had a few people who, um, most of them don't say anything. I don't know why they would, but you know, there's been, <laughs> <laughs> there's been a couple people who have looked at me doing a breathing exercise or a projection exercise, just looking at my abdomen and they go, wow, your body can do that. And, and that's, you know, I think that's where I need to remember a lot of the time that actually it is a, it's a really special thing that I'm learning how to do and I'm learning how to share with other people because that mechanical side is not something that everybody has access to. Just the basics, just the fundamentals. You know, we could talk about, um, you know, la uh, lowered laryngeal position, having that voice box down nice and low in the throat, reducing tension, having good uh, resonance, having good uh, glottal contacts. That basically means the cords coming together fully so that you don't sound like Marilyn Monroe. Or so that <laughs> you don't sound like you've got something stuck in your throat and you're like just like pushing your voice out. You know, we want those, those cords to be moving together at a really soft rate. We want a really good nasal resonance. We don't want glottal, right? 
papers like it's not valuable <laughs> it is valuable mm. but not to talk on all the time and so there's all these little adjustments and things you can do I don't know where I was going with that but <laughs> you know there's <laughs> there's all these little things that you can do but when it comes down to it and I do love the medical side of my job I think it's fascinating but when it comes down to it the thing that I'm passionate about is getting someone internal getting them to breathe for the first time getting them to feel who they are because I think if you're not accepting your full breath you're actually not accepting your full person and I'm guilty of that I'm super guilty of that I breathe into my chest all the time um, I have to constantly remind myself actually get that breath down low make it feel full make it feel comfortable because you're running on stress when you're just breathing at that level constantly and you know that's that's something we talk about a lot too is going your, your body doesn't know the difference between breathing shallow and a tiger about to kill you. Has no idea. It just knows that you are doing a physiological thing of breathing shallow. So if we're always breathing shallow, we always think a tiger's about to kill us. Right? Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's why I love that mechanical side of it. And I, I, could, I could study, I would love to study breath and just, you know, get that part going but you know we've we've got to get it all going and all functioning and all moving at once so that's I think I think that's my mechanical answer breathing yeah yeah well it's again though it's like it sounds like that but it feels like what you've really said is get out of your head and into your body yes um that's that's really what we're talking about I mean this whole thing is about going within it's actually not mm. about hold your mouth like this and enunciate or anything mm. like that. It's, which is all great, of course. Oh, it definitely has value. It yeah. definitely has value. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, if you guys listening, let me know if you want us to talk about that because I'll definitely have her come back. But um, <laughs> I, it's interesting because this, again, like we talked about, we wanted to just see where this conversation went and it's really gone into that state of empo- feeling empowered. Mm. feeling empowered and it's just there's so much that I can resonate with even like as a photographer the one thing that I was always telling my clients is drop your shoulders drop your shoulders yeah. the tension everyone's so tense and yeah. you know as a coach or my, my first thing is like right you're meditating oh but you're really stressed out but you're not meditating well that's what mm. we're going to do right now it's like breathing <laughs> breathing um and mm. then I was just going to share another story so this morning I had this weird anxiety come over me this morning and I didn't even really think it was mine but it just came over me and like we were talking about breath work before and I sort of dabbled in that and I was like nah I need something more powerful and for me it's singing but it's like singing Mm. ballads singing power songs my go-to is um the song by Sia called I'm Alive Oh, I was singing some Sia today. <laughs> Great minds. <laughs> Mate, yeah. I get it. I get it because it's such a release. And for people who um, are not afraid of their voices, you'll actually find that more often than not, they can they either don't hit a note and they don't care or they can hit a note because they've got such a sense of vocal freedom. And I think that's something that people struggle with a lot is that vocal freedom and, and the actually the idea that making noise is okay and for people like you and I and I actually think for most people yeah. singing is a is a it's a it's a freedom activity it's got you know it's got nothing to do with whether it sounds pretty or whether it sounds nice you know you can be doing like kind of noises <laughs> and like and that's cool and you can do that or you can make like noises why not it doesn't I we we hang 
everything on how the note sounds rather than how it feels to make the sound. And I think, I think that's where we miss the mark a lot of the time. We just go, yeah, it should sound pretty. No, it should feel good. Yeah. But again, it comes back to that self-worth thing because mm. we've been taught that uh, what matters is what we do, what we have, and what other people think of us. Yeah. We're not taught, hey, what you feel is important. How you feel is the most important thing, which mm. of course is true. Um, listen to your intuition. What does your body need? What do you actually need right now? No one yeah. teaches you that, you know, but they teach us how to write CVs that other people like. You know, they teach us how to, how to, oh, you know, it's yes. like, and I think that's the thing like that musicians get. And I love musicians for this reason is that mm. we are all about, feeling like that's the joy of singing like this mm. is you get out of your head and the thing is the great thing with Sia is that I can always see where I'm at because those notes are so freaking high that when you big but, old but, notes but because it's it was for breath right so you yeah. have to dig so deep you have to breathe really well to even mm. have a shot at hitting them mm. and when you do hit them you're like oh and if you don't you're like whatever but yeah. when I'm when I've felt really like blocked up and I definitely notice it. Um, yeah, if there's been like some stress going on or there are things that I have not said to people that I wish that I had said, I'll notice that. And it's like a block, mm. like a little dam in my throat, yeah. um, which needs to come out. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that sort of thing is so fascinating as well. I can guarantee you, because I used to do that. I, I still do it. Although I have less people in my life where I have things that I wish that I'd said to them, which I think is a really nice Totally. Yeah. But you know, um, I, I look back on those situations now and you, I can guarantee you that while you were ruminating and making all of those thoughts and those sentences and that thing that you wish you had said, you'll be holding your breath. There is no way that mm. you'll be actually allowing yourself to consciously process through that because you're going, oh, I wish I'd said this. And you've taken that breath and you hold it and you ruminate on it. And so there's, there's no, um, again, we're just cutting off any kind of sense of letting go but also we're not encouraged to make hurtful sounds either um I know yeah. that I because I've done um enriched breathworks uh who are fabulous people I really need to put a section for them on my um on my website uh they're absolutely amazing and so it's you know two an hour and a half of you do a bit of really intense Wim Hof breathing to start off with and then they take you through this beautiful musical journey and the first couple of times I did it, because Sam, who runs it, she's delightful. She was like, there will be screaming, shouting, singing, crying, everything. And I walked in there going, oh, I don't want to shout too loud because I'm going to hurt my voice. Yeah. Which completely diminished. Yeah. <laughs> she was supposed to engage with it. And also because I can hear other people doing it. I'm going, oh, well, that did that. And, mm, that did that. But actually what I've noticed is that through those incredibly free uh expressions of pain of love of joy whatever it is not a single person has walked out of that room with a vocal anything mm -hmm. it might be a bit vocally tired but the voice bounced back in about 20 30 minutes and that's what I find so fascinating if people were just able to have an experience with someone and it annoyed them I move my mic away for a little sec just in case it, but to actually if you know if something pissed them off and them to go and make that sound yeah it hurts for half a second, but because it's an authentic sound, actually, I feel like we've given it the space yeah. to not grip onto that emotional muscle memory and it's let go. Yeah. And it's done. Yeah. And it doesn't live there anymore. And I think that's what we do. We just, we take and we take and we take and we shove it into our muscles and we don't allow ourselves to just 
express because making that vibration is scary and we've been told not to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what people should do more. <laughs> if you have, yeah, yeah, have an experience, make the sound that matches it because if you hold on to it, that's one more time you don't actually get to be authentic. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think the big thing too is that we're not encouraged to feel like before we can even get to that point of actually expressing what we feel, we have to know what we feel first. Mm. And we're not taught to be self-aware. We're not taught to like, if someone like triggers is something that I could honestly talk about for an hour, I'm giving us six minutes and then I'm cutting us off and then we'll go offline and talk more but um because triggers like especially in New Zealand like we are not taught emotional intelligence right so if we're if I get triggered by you it's not your fault it's actually not my fault either but it's my responsibility Mm. to look at the part of me that got hurt because that's a massive spotlight for me okay there's something that needs to be healed instead of but in in New Zealand culture we would blame someone else right she said this she made me feel like this no one can make you feel anything Mm-mm. she did that and then you chose to get upset by it and now you're blaming her yeah and and so it's like it's because it's easier to do that right but but for us to actually sit with the feeling and be like oh I feel really sad or really angry or I feel really anxious mm. okay what do I choose to do about this yeah so simple yeah Yet we don't so many of us don't do it and I was just thinking there's a hilarious guy online that I love and you'll like him too. He is called Sah, S-A-H, uh-huh. D. Simone. And he is, he lives in LA. He's like a, uh, the words that come to mind for him are like sassy spirituality. I think that's what he's known for, but that's he so cool. is hilarious. Like he is so funny. And there was this one video that he put up in his car where he did a primal scream and he was showing how to like process stuff. And he was like, right he pulled over in his car he did this like primal scream and I was cracking up and I was thinking but it's so effective right yeah in that moment he observed it like oh and he just let the sound out yeah and then he just went about his day and I was like what because this is my final question for you right yes this session I'm ready what actually happens to us on a physiological level when we for example belt seer when we express like primal noises like that because I know it reduces stress and stuff doesn't it Mm, yeah what else happens in your body and actually in your mind as well oh oh that's a really good question I think physiologically like initially what it does is it just is it is that release of stress it's that release of um I want to say cortisol well my mind my mind's gone blank but it's also (laughs) it's also working on our um our vagus nerve as well which is that one that runs all the way from the brain all the way down into the abdomen it's it has uh loads to do with our our voice it goes into our heart it goes into our diaphragm it goes into everything and I think having that uh, that activation of um, of a diaphragmatic breath or a diaphragmatic belt actually allows it to release, and it's kind of like it's, for me, it's it's sort of like a um, like it tingles all the way up the body. If you get that bottom bit right, it's it's just dominoes all the way up, mm-hmm. and it allows everything to relax off and feel free. But I think also, you know, we're getting in a big breath of air. We're getting in um, by making those sounds. We're encouraging things to relax and we're letting our body vibrate and I think there's so because you know we go for massages we do all kinds of things and we're just we're trying to get that vibration when actually you can just create it and you can feel it along everything I think physiologically um it's extremely complex and I wish I knew more about because it's um it's so incredible but I think you can bypass that needing to understand the physiological side of it 
by going, what did that feel like? And I think something that people can do if they want to take home tip, take home tip for today <laughs> is, <laughs> is, um, cause you know, we do limit our expression is by, cause I do this. I am a crier, captain crier. I, um, that's how I deal with things. Uh, I um, just yeah. cry, 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 cry. It's great. It's really fun. <laughs> um, but you know, if you, are watching something like a film something that you really enjoy and you see somebody expressing something that you feel like you want to express as well doing it with them at the same time like if you're by yourself you know when moments give you goosebumps yeah actually letting yourself express alongside because then it doesn't feel as lonely and it doesn't feel as um like yeah it feels a bit silly but (laughs) <laughs> the, the more the more you do it like I do it I've got a thing I'm um, am I going over no nope, two minutes are we doing good <laughs> <laughs> tangent. I, I've got a thing for characters that have force fields always had a thing about that and I just find it so amazing and actually when because it, it does it just sends me to tears I just think it's the most incredible thing and actually when that's happening I like to kind of like embody them and kind of like put them on and go this is what it would be like if I had a force field and it actually makes me feel really strong and I and it it, um but I do it with my voice as well someone makes a sound that I like and I will copy it because I'm like that's fascinating and that's amazing and I think I think people just need more opportunities because that, that physiological stuff is so real but but we need to just feel it we need to just bring it in and, and give it a go and and people just need to start even if it's just little noises little noises um one of my my partner's favorite games is to walk past me and go make a sound you've never made this out oh no that's not how it goes oh let me try again make a sound you've never made before go and you just have to make a sound and, <laughs> and you know there's only a certain number of sounds that we can make yeah. because of our language and because of you know everything that we know but it's really fun it usually turns into like a and that's the end of it you're like oh but that's it and it feels so good um so yeah I like the physiological side is something I'm definitely looking into more but just with that spiritual sense of knowing and feeling when something feels good I think is so important because you know I, maybe we don't need to know the mechanics behind it all the time and just but just knowing that it felt good is probably enough yeah totally totally um and the last thing i'll add on to that too that i think is cool like when you're talking about we don't know the difference between uh, being stressed about emails versus a tiger attacking yeah. us yet when we're singing for example or meditating or breathing deeply it mm. sends a message of safety to our body because we couldn't breathe like that if we were being chased by a tiger yes yeah which i think is so cool and I, it's also crazy though that our society is built on so much stress there's just so much stress yet we haven't evolved with the times to learn how to manage it properly Mm. so breathe people just breathe Breathe. (laughs) do the breathing breathing is just key (laughs) you know i I tell a lot of people i um i tell everybody if you if you're new to breathing you know there's diaphragmatic like deep breathing all over youtube i could do one now but we just it's not as effective you need to watch somebody do it it's always more helpful is to take a pen and i'm actually doing it which is ridiculous because you can't see me (laughs) but but to uh either like draw a little dot on your hand put on a new ring a new bracelet something in your pocket if you put your hands in your pockets all the time something new like a little pebble and every time you touch it every time you see it three deep breaths all the time the more you engage your body doing that the more receptive it'll be to it when you actually need it mm. um and that's always you know like my favorite thing to get people to do it doesn't matter i don't want you to sit down and have to remember to do it five times a day 
I want it to be spontaneous. I want you to see it and go, oh, every time I, um, I stretch when I've been sitting at my computer, I'm a breathe. Every time I touch my coffee cup, same thing. Like just little, little things that are just going to get your body doing it more because it's hard. We're not, we're not told to breathe. We're not taught to breathe. Um, no. <laughs> but does it mental thing that happens constantly so therefore I don't need to work on it but actually it's one of those few fundamental things that happen automatically that we also have a conscience a conscious sense over so it needs a bit more respect you know yeah. it, it needs it needs a bit more gravity to it our heartbeat will go our heartbeat will go we've got no control over that breathing can fix that yeah breathing can change everything so and it's that one to me it's that one body process that will um that yeah that has that consciousness that we need to look at yeah okay boom Done. i was going to drop the mic drop the pen the pen has been dropped the pen is down yeah okay yeah. awesome so um for those of you guys listening feedback let me know what you thought let me know if you'd like us to discuss more of this because it's i feel like it's quite a deep subject you know mm. and i'd be curious to see what's coming up for people in terms of yeah, what you resonate with. And um, I know lots of, you know, entrepreneurs and stuff that listen to this, everyone relates to this, this thing of feeling unworthy, feeling imposter syndrome, feeling afraid to put your voice out there and you share mm. your story and feeling like your story isn't as powerful as someone else's. Therefore you have no right to speak it, you know, all these mm. sorts of things. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys. What's come up for you from this and uh, Tessa, my new friend, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I feel like my uh, podcast virginity has been really carefully looked after and it feels really good. <laughs> I aim to please. Right. Yeah, you do. I feel very satisfied and I am very happy about it. So thank you for popping my podcast here. Man, very I think that's, that's the first time I've ever blushed on a podcast in like 30 years. <laughs> that's what you want. You've taken that from me. Yeah. Yes. Give and take, my friend. Give and take. That's, it. that's yeah. the one. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I will definitely have you back soon. Yes. Thank you. Okay. okay, awesome. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to hear your aha moments. Please share on your stories and tag me so I can celebrate with you. And be sure to connect with me online. I'm on Instagram at mon3.0. And find me on YouTube by searching Monica Ferguson. Have an amazing week. And remember that you are so inherently worthy. You are so loved and you belong. All my love, guys. See you soon.